Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If God doesn't build the church... The man labors in vain. Can I tell you something? That's why you can go to school for 10 years. You can get your master's. You can get your doctorate and and, and plant a church. And we've all seen it. But it doesn't grow. Why? Because God builds the church, not man. The Bible says the Lord. Acts chapter 2, right about verse 47, says the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. God is the one who builds the church, not man. Jesus and Jesus alone grows the church. Number two, we're talking about three quick things about the church. Number two, first of all, Jesus is the master and the builder of the church. Secondly, Jesus is the owner of the church. Write it down. He's the owner of the church. Did you know that? Jesus said, I will build my church. Did y'all get that? He is the architect and the builder. He established it. He's the Lord over it. He purchased it and he will bless it and maintain it. I think of Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. It's his church. And Jesus loves his church, by the way. And if you don't like the church, you don't like Jesus. Jesus is very, very intimate with his church. Jesus' church is a place of help and healing by the word of God. And somebody once said the church is not a museum for saints, but a hospital for sinners. That's true. Jesus is the master builder of the church, number one. Jesus is the owner of the church, number two. And thirdly, finally, the church is invincible. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, the power and the dominion of Satan will be no match for the church. Jesus says, I'm going to build my church and even hell won't be able to prevail against it. So my point is this, saints, the church belongs to Jesus, not man. Jesus is the founder and the foundation of the church. Jesus established a local church and here we go and has ordained pastors and shepherds to guide and lead the church. Jeremiah 3.15, write it down. Jesus said, or God says, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The role of the leaders is to watch over your soul and to pray, and to protect you. And your role in the church is to submit to those leaders, and by submitting to the leaders, you're ultimately submitting to the Lord. Notice in verse 17 again, I want you to look at it. Obey those who have rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account and let them do so with joy, not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Hebrews tells us to do two things in reference to leaders. Number one, submit, and number two, obey. Number one, submit. 
Number two, obey. Now, the word submit, look at me, please. The word submit is kind of the S word in church. As soon as you say submit, it's kind of the S word. For some, even the mention of the word causes hair to stand up on the back of their neck. And the reason, I think, is for a couple of two reasons. One, we don't understand what biblical submission is. And secondly, because we live in an anti-authority culture. And unfortunately, this anti-authority spirit has slipped into the church. You know, a preacher by the name of John Stott said, seldom, if ever, in its long history has the world witnessed such a self-conscious revolt against authority. That is so true. People don't want to be told what... Are y'all listening to me? People don't want to be told what to do. Not even by God. Let's alone the pastor. People don't want to be told what is wrong and what is right. We're, we're living in a time when everybody has their own truth. Don't we hear that a lot? Uh, this is my truth. I need to walk in my truth. Listen, there's only one truth. You don't have your own truth. There is one truth. Jesus said, I am the way. Y'all come on, help me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by the Son. There's one truth. And that truth is Jesus. But people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to submit to the truth. They don't want to obey the truth. And it's unfortunate, even in the church, you hear people who even disagree with truth. Even disagree with truth. If something is not according to their truth, if you will, even if it's biblical, people just go to a different church until they hear something they don't agree with at that church, and then they go to another church. You know, it reminds me of this story I heard of this Baptist man who was stranded on a desert island. And when the rescuers found him, they saw three buildings on the island. And they asked me, they, they said, what's that building? Well, that's my house, the Baptist man answered. Well, what's the second building? That's my church, he said. Well, what's the third building? Oh, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> and the story is about a Baptist man, but it could be applied to any Christian. You don't like what you hear from the leadership or the church, so instead of submitting to the authority that is placed there, might I add, by God, you simply leave and join another church. And you know, I've always found it really interesting, this whole submission thing. Do you understand, parents, let me help you, submission starts at home. Submission starts with teaching your children to obey at home. If you don't teach them, let me tell you something, you will live to regret it. If you don't teach your children submission and teach them their place. I'm from old school, y'all, so y'all forgive me, all right? I remember when I was coming, I'll wait while you clap your hands. I remember when I was when I was coming up, when I was coming up, your mom or your even your neighbor would tell you, you know what? You out of place. Am I right about it? I remember your neighbor would smack you upside the head. Y'all remember that? I mean, and then you go to and you go tell your mom, mom. She hit me in the head. I, I said something, and then she hit me in the head. And then your mother goes, What'd you say? I said this. You should have said it. Nowadays, 
Man, you some, some nowadays you, you touch somebody's kids, see what happens. And I mean, I get it. I get it. Nobody wants anybody, and I get it. We live in a different culture. But my point is this: you've got to teach your children submission at home. You got to teach them at home. You you cannot listen. When I was coming up, look, asking your parents or asking your mom, I'm raised by a single parent, you guys know that, asking your mother why, like your mother said, look, I want you to go clean the kitchen, after you clean the kitchen, I want you to go clean your bedroom, and then go clean out, then go clean out the basement. And, and you didn't say why. Nowadays, they go, why? What for? Why I got to do that? Let me tell you something. When I was coming up, when you, if you said why, by the time you got out, what? You were picking yourself up off the floor. Where, where am I right, people? Am I right about it? Picking yourself up off the floor. You don't ask your mother why. And that starts with submission. It starts with obeying. So I learned that at home. My mother was a single parent. She taught me that at home. So they're not going to the military. I guess I didn't get it. I go into the military. And my first, my, honestly, it was a long day of travel. Went to the military. And, and first thing they did was cut off your hair. They cut my beautiful afro, <laughs> which I told y'all I will have in heaven. I'm telling you, the reason you don't have because you don't ask. So I already asked the Lord, give me an afro in heaven, and I'm going to have an afro, and I'm going to have a big old pick in the back. <laughs> just want to do just like that. Watch. You watch. You'll see. Y'all don't believe me, but you'll see. And I'm going to find you in heaven. And I'm going to tell you, hey, see? Look, I'll be patting it like this. My ass going to be big. So I'm in the military. They cut my hair. First thing they do is cut your hair. Long day, get on the plane, I think I told you this, on the plane long day, I went to Great Lakes, Illinois for boot camp, and, um, and uh, long day, we finally find ourselves in, 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 in the rack, they call it, in the military, the bed is called the rack, so we're in the rack, and uh, I got the top one, I'll never forget, it was like a squad bay, three high, so I got the top one, I guess I was the last one, so I got the top one, okay, fine, I'm so tired, it's like two in the morning, I am beat. And, and, and it wasn't an hour and a half or two hours. The lights flip on. This guy, who is big as Godzilla, <laughs> comes banging trash can. I think he had trash can pots or something. I don't even remember. Trash, but he was loud. He had bang, bang, bang. Lights are on. Get out of the bed, you maggots. Get out of the bed, all you maggots. You ain't at home. This ain't your mother's house. Get out of the bed. He's talking all this stuff, and I'm like, does he not know I'm from Philly? We don't roll like that. You don't wake me up like that. You wake me up nice. You come over to my thing, go, Rodney. Sweetie, it's time to wake up, Rodney. You wake me up screaming and lights on and carrying on and people jumping all out their beds and carrying on. So I'm like, I'm on the top rack, my dude. I'm like, I ain't getting out of bed. It's too early. I ain't even got to sleep yet. It's too early. It's too early. You, you come back in a couple of hours. Okay? You know, and everybody's all getting up. I, I, I didn't hear anything else. All I felt is gravity. 
as he walked over to my bed and literally flipped my mattress off the top and I'm going down to the floor and that was my first introduction to submission and obedience. <laughs> and all of a sudden it just occurred to me, Rodney, you're really not in charge here. It just really just occurred to me. You've got to teach these things at home. You've got to teach your children submission because when you teach them submission to the Lord and to law and to order, all of these things are important. You are teaching them to obey God. See, submission begins with understanding that you are not being submitted to the pastor or the leaders per se. First of all, you're, you're submitting yourself to the Lord. And when you start with that, then, yes, then it flows out, okay? Then you submit to your parents and you obey your parents. And then once you leave this house, then you obey all those who have rule and authority over you. But submission begins in the home. I could keep you here for the rest of the afternoon talking to you about what the Bible has to say about authority of leaders in the church. I'll give you just a few. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12, we ask you brethren so to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work and be at peace among yourselves. 1 Timothy 3, 1, if you're taking notes. 1 Timothy 5, 17, if you're taking notes. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Ephesians 4, 11, 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry and to the building up of the body of Christ. Hebrews chapter 13, saints, I want you to just fast forward or actually rewind 10 verses. Look at verse 7. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Acts 14, 23. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus said in Toward verses uh, 18 and 19, Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, obey, submit, all that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you for a short period of time. Uh, always, even to the end of the age. Over and over and over and over, the Bible is clear, which is submit to the Lord and the leadership in the local church that God has established. Now the question is, why should you submit and obey the Lord and leadership in the local church? Why? Let me give you some reasons why. Got your pen? Number one, here's a good one, because God said to. Think about it. That's the most obvious answer. Because God said to. Somebody once said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. We used to say that years ago, actually. God said it, 
I believe it, and that settles it. God said to, and that's why we're to submit to leadership and the Lord. Number two, it's your duty to submit to leadership and the Lord. It's your duty. The Greek word for obey and the Greek word for submit almost mean the same. Obedience implies going along, just the action, do it. And submission involves, watch this saints, an attitude of the heart. Obedience means you can obey outward while seething on the inside. You know, like a kid, you say sit down and he does, but he's standing up in his heart. That's obedience. Am I right about it? But it's not submission. Submission is a heart issue. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Submission implies a sweet spirit of cooperation that stems from trust. You trust the leaders of the local church have your best interest at heart. And so you go along with them. You submit to them and obey them. Number one, because God said to. Number two, because it's your duty to submit. And number three, because godly leaders keep watch over your souls as those who must give an account. Hebrews chapter three, verse 17. Go ahead and look at it. The purpose of all authority in the church is to protect and to bless. Godly leaders protect you and bless you through prayer and a number of other ways. Even civil government, listen to me, saints, even civil government are considered leaders established by God. Their job is to protect and bless law-abiding citizens. And when the government does its job, criminals are punished and people live in peace. And when civil servants are negligent or abuse their power, citizens suffer and they will answer to God. The point is God and God alone establishes all authority in the earth and there is no authority apart from God. Romans chapter 13, 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Jesus himself said to Pilate, are y'all still with me? Jesus himself said to Pilate in John 19, 11, Jesus said, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Listen, contrary to what the world is trying to propagandize you to believe the family is established by God. I need two people to say amen right there. Is established by God. Huh? And marriage is ordained of God. The family structure is set up by God. God appointed the husband as the head of the family and wives are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. Listen to me. I didn't write this. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Wives are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. Yeah, I know. As unto the Lord. That's why you submit to your husband, because you're doing it as unto the Lord. Ephesians 5.22 says just that. The husband is to submit and be under the authority of the Lord. The husband, not under the wife's authority. <laughs> now, y'all going to pray for me this morning. 
No, 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 I'm sorry. That's not biblical. And not only is it not biblical, but it's not healthy. It's not good for a husband to submit himself to his wife. That is not biblical, and that is not good. And God can't really bless and honor your relationship, and you're always going to have problems. When the family structure is out of order, there will be problems. You can count on it. Just like when your body is out of order, there will be problems. When you get a headache, guess what? Your whole body hurts, doesn't it? When you get a headache, stop all the press. You ever get a headache so bad, it's like, I can't move. Everything hurts. Everything. It's terrible. When the head hurts, everything hurts. When, when, when your home is out of order, everything suffers, including your children. Including especially your relationship. The wife is to submit to the husband and the husband is to submit to the authority of the Lord. The husband is to provide for his family, to protect his family, to bless his family by leading them in the ways of God. And an ungodly husband who uses his authority for his benefit will answer to God. The church is the same way. God has appointed pastors and leaders to oversee the flock. Acts 20, 28, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. And they're not the Lord over the church, these leaders, but they're to be examples to the church. Pastors and leaders in authority never have absolute authority. Every pastor and every leader is to submit and be under the authority of God. Let me tell you something. Submission has more to do with, listen, you've been asleep, wake up, listen. Submission has more to do with your heart than it does your husband. I'm trying to help you. Submission has more to do with your heart than it does your husband. More to do with your heart than it does your pastor or leaders. Submission has everything to do with how submitted you are to the Lord. If you're not submitted to the Lord, man or woman, you can't submit to anything or anyone else. And, and, and your lack of submission and disobedience is only proof that there is a problem with your relationship with God and not the pastor. Now, listen, a few things we are not talking about. We are not talking about leaders who abuse their authority. We're not. Leaders who abuse their authority will be dealt with by God, not you. We are not talking about blindly following leaders without question. I think of, I thought of yesterday, Jim Jones in, in, in the 70s. And, and uh, uh, the guy with the quarters and the Kool-Aid. Uh, was, that, was that Jim Jones? That's what I said. Not him. And we're not talking about, <laughs> and we're not talking about leaders who are fleecing the flock and not feeding the flock. There are plenty of so-called preachers and con artists leading people. There has never been a time, think about this, saints, there's never been a time in church history where they had, with, where con artists and, 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 and false teachers have not been around. Some of y'all might be too young to remember Father Divine. You remember, anybody remember Father Divine? Anybody? Okay, that's like three of us. Wow. We're all in the same age bracket, too. We're getting old. Father Divine. Reverend Ike? Anybody remember Reverend Ike? Okay, that's two more. Reverend Ike, okay. 
Reverend Ike, did you know, listen to this, Reverend Ike, did you know, I just found this out yesterday, just read it. Reverend Ike never claimed to be a Christian. Although he made millions off of Christians sending him money. Go figure. Reverend Ike said money wasn't the root of all evil. The lack of money was the root of all evil. He said the best thing you can do for the poor is not become one of them. He said... I shouldn't be laughing. You shouldn't be laughing either. He said, forget about pie in the sky, get yours here and now. There's never been a time in history where there's not been these heretics and these false teachers. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.